The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Right now, uh, this is the third hour of the show, final show hour of the week. Of course, we'll be back again on Monday, and some of you will hear the show over the weekend. Some people carry parts of the show or all of it on the weekend in tape delay or a repeat, and we're uh, we're very glad that they do. Uh, but in this hour, Brad and I are going to uh, talk to you, and um, we want to talk about a lot of things surrounding Donald Trump. One There's a battle brewing between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. We'll play some audio in a moment and tell you more about that. Two, there is an NBC Wall Street Journal poll that 57% of Americans oppose Donald Trump's proposal. It's good that it's more than half, but I'm disappointed that number isn't in the 90s like universal background checks. We'll talk about that with you as well. And speaking of polls, Trump leads the GOP nationally and in South Carolina. What does this say about this nation of Republicans and South Carolina, the South, where online they showed the Citadel pushing members to be wearing white hoods? What year is it, America? And again, poll. Trump maintains lead, but now Chris Christie is climbing in New Hampshire. And last but not least, White supremacist groups see what they call a Trump bump. Isn't that who you want as your president, America? Isn't that who you want as your president? A guy that helps the KKK garner more members. But let's take the first one first. Brad, you with me on this? Is Brad with us today? Yes? No? Yep, I'm here. Okay. Brad, first off, let's listen um, to uh, Ted Cruz audio. This was leaked audio from a private fundraiser. Um, and this is Ted Cruz and how he's going to take away Carson and Trump's voters by not going on the attack. Speaking uh, very briefly here, this audio, very calculated. Here's Ted Cruz. Who am I comfortable having their finger on the button? Now, that's a question of strength, but it's also a question of judgment. <clears throat> And I think that is a question that is a challenging question for both of them. So my approach, much to the frustration of the media, has been 
to bear hug both of them <laughs> and smother them with love. <laughs> because, because I think, look, people run as who they are. I believe that gravity will bring both of those campaigns down, and I think the lion's share of their supporters come to us. And we will see. Ted Cruz um, has been speaking very differently because in the past he's somebody that, if you remember, he was constantly um, kissing the butt of Donald Trump and applauding uh, Donald Trump in his remarks. So uh, very calculated. One of the things that I don't like is I don't think this is the Ted Cruz. This is the real Ted Cruz. I think this is the Ted Cruz he wants everybody uh, to see. But there is a battle brewing between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump has harshly attacked every Republican opponent who's gotten close to him. Maybe Ted Cruz will be next. Trump served notice on Cruz via Twitter today, responding to a New York Times story about a private donor meeting. That's when he questioned whether the billionaire businessman has the judgment to be president. And Trump said, looks like at Ted Cruz is getting ready to attack. I am leading by so much. He must. I hope so. He will fall like all others will be easy. Uh, Brad, a couple of things. One, Ted Cruz is completely phony. The Ted Cruz, the nice, kinder rationally minded oh it's okay to let syrian refugees in if we have a vetting process terrible to say those things about muslims but this was a guy that was you know applauding donald trump and 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 literally following around like a little puppy just uh, a few months ago well you're right leslie and uh listening to that audio uh remember remember who he's hugging uh he's hugging a racist uh, a borderline fascist, uh, and, you know, hey, if you hug somebody like that, um, you got your own problems, you know. But, you know, I think Cruz is actually, tactically, he's right. Um, I think Trump will come back down the gravity, and I think the reason Cruz is trying to be nice to him is because he knows that Trump's going to fall at some point, and I think he will. Uh, and if, he, if Trump falls, his supporters will, will probably go to Ted Cruz. So that's why he's being nice to Trump now. All right. Let's talk but about this. You wouldn't find me hugging him, that's for damn sure. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, let's talk about this NBC Wall Street Journal poll. 57% oppose Trump's Muslim proposal. That's nearly 6 in 10 Americans um, oppose Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump's proposal to bar Muslims from entering the U.S. Um, Republicans are evenly divided, and this is according to a national NBC News Wall Street Journal poll. 57% of all adults disagree with his proposal. 25% agree. And the reason I say that is the 57% number is misleading because there are some that either refused to answer, didn't have an opinion, or undecided. Um, so 25% not agreeing out of all Americans and 57, uh, 25% agreeing with him, 57% not agreeing with him sounds a hell of a lot better than just saying 57%, correct? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, but, you know, you brought up a good point about that survey. Uh you're right, there's a 57-25% split, and you wonder, okay, does that mean the glass is half full or half empty? I mean, you could look at it either way. A majority of Americans oppose Trump, but there's still 25 or so percent who favor him. And there's the Trump vote, by the way, if you're wondering. Those 25% of the people who think Trump's right about banning Muslims, that's the Trump vote. Uh, the second thing that's interesting is if you just look at people who are Republican primary, likely Republican primary voters, 
uh, you're right. They're evenly spit, split uh, between uh, favoring the proposal and opposing the proposal. So there are a lot of Republicans out there who think Donald Trump is the greatest thing since sliced bread, including his uh, racist rants. Okay. Now, let's um, also talk about something that bothers me, and that is that it, it seems that 11% of Democrats agree with him. And it bothers me. Th- this number, it shouldn't be a double-digit number. To me, these aren't Democrats, or at least we could say they're not liberals. No, you're right. My guess is, uh, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing they're probably Democrats in the South. Uh, and uh, you're right. Uh, you Blue know, dogs. 11% of the Democrats even favor this proposal. And there is a minority of people out there who basically buy what uh, Trump's trying to sell. And that's a sad commentary. A majority of uh, independents and Democrats do not favor this. What's very even sadder, and let's talk about what this says about the party or what the party is becoming, or maybe what it's already always been that Republicans deny, um, which is bigoted. Uh, Republicans, 42% support what he says, 36% don't. Now, I have to be honest, no opinion, not sure, didn't answer, undecided, 22%. But 42%, uh, so there's a larger majority of Republicans that agree with him than not. What does that translate into numbers-wise in support for this guy as well as support for this outlandish, unconstitutional, um, immoral um, proposal? Well, I hate to say this because it's not very respectful, but the Republican Party has become a haven for bigots and racists. And there are many Republicans who are scared to death of that. Uh, Monday night, uh, there was a meeting uh, in Washington uh, at the Republican National Committee uh, with the chairman of the Republican National Committee uh, and some major GOP donors, and they talked about how scared to death they were of uh, Trump winning the nomination. Uh, and they talked about, uh, you know, ways they might be able to, to stop Trump. Uh, but, you know, they've made, you know, John Kennedy used to say, if you be careful, if you ride the tiger, because it may eat you. That's what happens to the Republicans. They decided to, you know, ride the Tea Party wave. Uh, and now uh, it's eating them up because they're becoming the party of racist and bigots. Now, speaking uh, of racist and bigots, speaking of racist and bigots, South Carolina, he has surged five to eight percentage points after his comments about banning Muslims uh, in uh, South Carolina. He still holds the lead nationally. Um, does South Carolina have a heck of a lot of work to do in trying to get away from its evil racist roots, from plantations and lynchings and other issues? We saw online today photos of those at the Citadel, which I believe is in South Carolina, um, uh, with white hoods much like the KKK. And speaking of the KKK, had a presence uh, in South Carolina. Um, so um, uh, quickly, is it a big surprise that he's leading in a state in South Carolina? And what does that mean? Because I said it's possible he'll be the nominee, and you don't think so. Does this change that game? Well, you know, this, the, the reality is, uh, you know, Trump's on a political seesaw. Every time he does something like this, he goes up with Republicans and down with everybody else. Uh, and this is helping him win the Republican primary, and it is a sad commentary on the Republican Party. Uh, the reality is, you know, as I said before, I hate to say this because I have Republican friends, 
the Republican Party has become a haven for racists and bigots. And in the last analysis, Americans won't accept that. You know, I mean, you can look at it two ways, but the reality is a clear majority of Americans... But wait, wait, the, the Americans may not accept that, but Republicans might accept oh, that. Oh, they do. Repu- yeah, absolutely. So um, he could become the, he could be, he could become the nominee. So, so wait a minute, Brad. So you're, are you saying then you could change your mind that he could be the nominee? I still think the chances are he won't be. Um, I think in the last analysis, there'll be two Republican candidates standing, and I think one will be from the Looney Tune wing of the party, and that's probably going to be Ted Cruz, and one from the moderately conservative wing of the party, and that, my guess is that that's probably Marco Rubio. Okay, well, let's uh, we're going to take a break, but I want to uh, get to our calls, and i got a couple of other issues on this. Despite Trump's proposal to ban Muslims from entering the U.S. America, he still holds double-digit leads in South Carolina and New Hampshire. Does this surprise you? Almost 60% of Americans disagree with his idea. Republicans, but largely independents and Democrats. So are you surprised that he has these double-digit leads in South Carolina, New Hampshire, and on a national level he's leading as well? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Ted Cruz now holds the lead over Trump in at least one poll in the key swing state of Iowa. Do you believe that Cruz will ultimately be the GOP nominee? And who scares you more as a nominee, Cruz or Trump? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Do you think Cruz's strategy, we just played audio of that private fundraiser in which he said he would be able to take away votes from Trump and Carson by not going on the offensive and letting people see their true personalities. Do you think he's right? This is a guy that's been pretty extreme and crazy. Do you think that Cruz's plan is going to work? And by the way, are you seeing right through it? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Trump has harshly attacked every Republican opponent who has gotten close to him. Is Ted Cruz next? And he'll will he get it as bad as Fiorina and Carson? And will that cause him to fall in the polls as both of them have? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, we're seeing Chris Christie come up. He's doubled his support, even though Trump still dominates GOP primary voters in New Hampshire. Rising to the second most favored candidate in a recent poll. Are we going to begin to see more evenly spread support among the GOP contenders in the coming weeks? And if so, where do you think that support's going to go? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. By the way, New Hampshire, I'm from Massachusetts. Live free or die. My, my friends in New Hampshire, you're better than this. Even you Republicans. Live free or die didn't mean live free unless you're a Muslim. 888-6LESLIE is the number. Why is bigotry, empty rhetoric, and no real policy talk pushing Trump to the top of GOP primary polls? You're a Republican. What does it say about your party? Are you going to let this man hijack your party, America? Are, are, are we a land of bigots and racists? And if we are, we can kiss our ass goodbye because Muslims might say, you know what? You're not going to let us in the country? And you want to take away our mosques? You want us to wear armbands and register and hell treat us like the Japanese and Manzanar, which you don't think is such a bad thing? The Muslim countries of the world will turn back. Nobody will help us defeat ISIS in the air and on the ground, and we will be screwed. What is your problem? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, has terrorism put certain groups of people in the U.S. in a state of fear? Let me ask you something. 
why are you so afraid of what happened in San Bernardino? But you're not afraid of what happened in movie theaters, college campuses, at Planned Parenthood, at Sandy Hook. Those are all mass shootings as well. Why are you only afraid of the terrorism mass shootings? I don't know about you. Somebody walks in the room with a gun, whether they're doing it based on race, mental illness, or terrorism, I'm still perhaps going to die. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And last, KKK and other white supremacist groups say, thank you, Trump. They're calling it the Trump bump. More, more white supremacist groups are gaining members. What's that say about Donald Trump and about this nation? 8886 Leslie, back after this with Brad Bannon and you. Don't go away. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Brad, let's take a call before we go to break. We've got a lot of people to talk to, and let's see who we're going to start it off with. Uh, we are going to start it off with Nino on line three. Nino, good afternoon uh, in New York. Uh, Nino, uh, welcome. Comment? Hi, Leslie. I, I love your passion, my dear. I love your passion. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm a little upset with CNN uh, because they stole my conspiracy theory. Okay. Uh yeah, you know, months ago, you know, when Trump was coming out with these outrageous statements and uh, uh, just getting everybody all uh, upset and freaking out, I, I, I turned to my son and said, you know, I said, uh, maybe at, uh, at his wedding when the Clintons were there, uh, they got talking and they, and, and, uh, they decided, hey, we've got a, a great way to assure uh, Hillary's uh, election. <clears throat> and uh, maybe some, maybe some, you know, if you, I, I, I guess I've watched too much House of Cards, <laughs> right? But, but you know, what's to say? I mean, we working people on the street, we think we know what's going on in government. We think we know what's going on with the corporations. We really don't. We only know what they let out. You know? Okay, we're going to take a break. Nino, hold on. I don't know if your phone went out there. I'm up against a break. We'll be back. Brad Bannon is co-hosting in this hour with me. Nino's on hold. The rest of you holding, hang tight. If you want to join us, 888-6LESLIE-DON'T-GO-AWAY. Become Leslie's friend on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash Leslie Marshall and join her fan page. two here with me on Fridays. He decided to stick around for hour three. Uh, let's go back to the calls, Brad. Sound good? Okay. And there's like a war going on on Twitter, <laughs> per usual. Even some of my co-workers at Fox <laughs> uh, are, are, are on Twitter giving me a hard time. Lou Dobbs. 
Mr. Dobbs, come on. Um, anyway, let's go back. Uh, is Nino still with us in New York there on line three? Nino? Yeah, I am. Nino, uh, go go ahead. Please uh, continue and wrap up your statement there. I think your phone went out for a second. We had to go to break. Go ahead. Oh, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I saw an article in CNN, which is something that is, you know, I've been thinking about, and who knows uh, uh, what's really behind the scenes, that um, – that, uh, at, uh, that Hillary and Trump actually came to an ag- agreement at some point in time that Trump would do this to make sure she wins the election. A lot down- of people have said that, but I don't believe it because, it, to me, Donald Trump's ego is just too big. To, to, he's so selfish. He wouldn't do that for anybody else, I don't think. Brad, what, what about the conspiracy that Trump is doing this to help Hillary? Well, uh, first of all, Trump is helping Hillary. Every time he makes one of these statements, it paves another brick on the uh, golden way to Hillary Clinton's trip to the White House. But there's no conspiracy. Uh, I agree with you. Trump has too much of an ego, uh, but he is helping Hillary Clinton get elected president. I'm sure that's not why he's running, but that's what's happening. Um, Okay. Nino? Well, you know, uh, who, we we people out on the street think we know what's going on, and I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy a conspiracy theory person. I'm the last person to think conspiracies. But uh, we we people on the street think we know what's going on in government and with, with with the corporations and everything because we hear what they tell us. So you know, nothing is beyond the realm of possibility that uh, some some billions changed hands. Uh, an agreement was made that uh, we would never even know. But anyway, I thought it was just an interesting subject. Okay. Thank you, Nino. Thank you. Let's go. Who's up next here? God, we have so much uh, going on here. We have uh, uh, – why is that box closed on me? All right. Let's go next to Jeff in Phoenix, line four. Jeff, good afternoon. Listening on KPHX. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I remember when I was younger, they used to give you a breakdown on exact numbers. When you're using the word percentage, they used to show you the exact head count, of, I mean, the exact number of people they called. So when you use the word percent, when they use the word 35%, that could be 35% of 12,000 people. Because I don't know of any black people, myself included, that has ever received a phone call and, and doing this, in reference to doing a survey. And most black people, being that they're called, uh, like Democratic, pro-democratic or progressive, they like to progress with progress, so they, they have ditched the house phone for the cell phone. Most Republicans, being that they're regressive, Republican, they like to go in reverse, so most of the people who still have house phones and cell phones would be older white people. Now, even if it was 35,000 or 350,000 people that agree with him, when I break that down across the United States, in my homeless opinion, it represents those white people who, whenever they add a gathering of white people, because it's kind of strange that when there's a gathering of white people, they tend to talk about black people and assume that all the white people, because they're white, think the same way. So I would break that down to a percentage that is impossible for him to win any elections because they're polling people in certain areas so they can get a certain outcome okay uh, brad uh, yeah uh, brad i know that you've conducted polls you know as president and ceo of bandit communications research i've i've studied the methodology of polling but i haven't conducted them so do speak to that 
Well, uh, yeah, for, I mean, he, re, he relays legitimate concerns. Uh, in fact, in uh, up until in the last presidential election in 2012, uh, one of the reasons uh, that people overestimated Mitt Romney's vote at the end uh, was because uh, the pollsters uh, weren't reaching uh, young people and black people uh, on, because they had cell phones. Uh, but now, uh, most of the major national survey uh, polling outfits uh, are calling uh, are calling cell phones, and I think you get a better representative sample. But I think up until this year, uh, there were you definitely had those kind of problems uh, with reaching certain kinds of people, and especially young people uh, and uh, minorities, who have, uh, you know, who were less likely, uh, you know, who were more, less likely to have, uh, you know, available. So I think there was a bias. I think they're doing a good job of correcting it now, though. Yes. So if they definitely, if they're betting, if they're banking on that 35 percent as being representative of America, or you say rises to 50 percent, or 55 percent, it's not representative of America because they're polling people in certain communities in certain areas of the country to get certain results, and those people are predominantly the ones who are racist, who are Donald Trump is speaking their language, language that they wanted to say but they they, they just didn't say. They always thought it. I don't know if you realize that. Uh, when it comes to racism and them trying to convince us that a firm faction is no longer needed because of there's this black dude in the office and that's supposed to be equality, it's not. You see so much hatred now since he's came into office. And I'm not even sure if you realize that when Barack Obama was elected into office, the white people all across this country started laying off black people. Yes, that's true. And then about three months later, you heard him on TV talking about, huh, I can't figure out how come crime hasn't gone up. It seems to have gone down. They, they thought that by laying off black people across the country that would increase crime levels so they can make it appear that when this black man came to office, that means that it was on the crime where black people started doing committing crimes. But they've been laying black people off all over the country. Little jobs, little small Burger King, McDonald's jobs where I used to walk in and see uh, black people working. No one didn't see them. They, all of a sudden they were replaced by white people. And I'm just I'm telling you the truth. Especially, especially I know it's right here in Arizona. They were replaced by white people who, for some reason before, this job was beneath them. Now all of a sudden they're in my neighborhood giving me shoddy service, but they have a job. It's weird. They had, all of a sudden they had black people who had been working for years training this young white person that came in, and that young white person now was going to take your place. You were never even promoted to a manager or assistant manager, but they, they come in and make them a manager. Then they begin to lay off black people all over the nation. But they're, they're not really talking about that that this racism has always been there. It's just had on a mask. It's been undercover. It's been secretive. They have been discriminating forever. And once this guy came into office, that caused the racists to come out like spraying rain. They came out like roaches running. But they didn't run. They implemented, they're trying to implement policies to make it even harder for minorities. And they're the evil, the lost thing that lies in their hearts has manifested. And it's, not, it's been manifested, but it has burst. The boil, the, 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 the wound, the pus is going all out on the national level. And you're seeing people like Donald Trump saying crazy stuff about Muslims and, and Syrian refugees. When a refugee, a terrorist, can simply buy a passport through France and fly to this country with thousands of dollars in his pocket, commit whatever. They don't go through an extensive background check that takes two years to, to come here. Where, where did they get this craziness from? 
Brad? Well, uh, well uh, l- let me say a couple of things. You covered a lot of ground there. Uh, but uh, first of all, uh, I think right now the, uh, the national polling outfits do, do do a good job of reaching young people uh, and minority voters, which they didn't before. And you know, if you look at this, if you look, if you break down the surveys, we're really talking about the Republicans living in a different universe than the rest of America, uh, because most whites uh, oppose. Trump's proposal, uh, and even larger numbers of, you know, black people and brown people uh, oppose Trump's people. The only people who really favor it um, are hardcore, hardcore Republicans. And the reality is they're in the minority now. Now, I think what happened, to answer your question, is I, when Barack Obama became president, uh, I think that was a great sign uh, of racism going, you know, disappearing in the United States. I didn't say it disappeared. I say it was getting smaller. But what happened is the uh, Barack Obama's election uh, angered, you know, the hardcore small group of racists that are still in this country, uh, and it put, lit a fire under their butt. But, and I think that's why the president has taken so much crap um, from people because there's still a minority of Americans who are racist, uh, who don't like the idea of having a black president, uh, don't like anybody who isn't Lily White. Uh, but that's a minority. But they've been very active. Uh, they were galvanized by President Obama's election. Yes, so that's that's that stuff minority, which sees racism, white supremacy, and the attack, is come out in full swing. And they they they, they, they go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I think these people are a minority, and they're getting the numbers are getting smaller all the time. But they're a very vocal minority, and I do think uh, Barack Obama's election triggered something that got all these you know racists uh, going crazy all of a sudden. Yes, they are a minority, but they're doing something about that with the educational system by removing civics and social studies and things, and they're teaching a me, me, I, I society. That's why they want to remove uh, certain cultural aspects of the educational system so they can create a new crop of uh, young minds that are easily persuaded into, into their, uh, their psychology, I mean, to their, their beliefs. So they, they're actually working on that as we speak. With the, the, the educational system is under attack. They're making the teacher. The teacher now is the enemy. They couldn't even formulate that stupid thought if it wasn't for a teacher to give them the ability to use thinking, and it's not even rational, critical, and analytical thinking they're using. It's just thinking beyond for a bias, bigotry, and racism involved. So, no, they're working on that, trying to bring that. They are a minority. They are dying off. That's true. But they're actively engaged in trying to re-crop another crop of racist people. Did you notice these young people today with this me, me, I, I mentality? They don't think as a collective, as a whole, as a group, because they're business, because they're attacking the educational system. While we're busy trying to run elections, they're putting these people in the city government, in the educational department, and stuff like that, to try and cripple the country again. All right, well, Jeff, you made a lot of great points, and Brad, great response. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, more of our callers. If you'd like to be one, if you're already on hold, hang tight, coming to you. If you'd like to be one, when we finish with the call, we just finished chatting with Jeff, your cue to call through, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Don't go away.
Leslie Marshall. Not left, not right. Just real talk at 888-6-LESLIE. Check her out. Literally. Go to www.lesliemarshallshow.com. And uh, Brad, let's take some more calls. Sound good? Is Brad with us? I'm here with you. I'm here. Guys, got to have him potted up, too, when we're co-hosting. Let's go next to Zachary in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Line 5. Zachary, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi. (laughs) So to your your initial question, are these numbers surprising? Uh, No, not at all. (laughs) Um, I see, uh, yeah, it's not not surprising at all to me. sort of seeing this this progression over the past um, 15, 20 years of the Republican Party and uh, seeing what's going on with Trump, all I have to say about it is that um, I, if, if I had to make one prediction, I would predict that before this election is over, that the Republican Party, as we've known it for the past 20, 25 years, will probably cease to exist. It, it really seems to me as if we're kind of coming to a head here where, you know, you, you have this sort of old, older school, more Ronald Reagan-type Republicans. Um, but, uh, but, but then, then you have the, the neoconservative movement and then the Tea Partiers coming in after that. So now you have a Republican Party that is, as far as I can see, tearing itself apart because you have the true, you know, conservative conservative wanting wanting smaller government, wanting uh, fiscal accountability, et cetera, et cetera. But then you have this very, very vocal, and, and they may be a minority in the Republican Party, but there's certainly a pretty big block of it, of people who have for however long now been been thinking and believing all of the terrible terrible things that Donald Trump is actually willing to say aloud and 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 firing them up in kind of a similar way that um, that the neoconservatives were fired up by uh, Bush and Cheney's rhetoric and so I just I don't know what you guys think of this but I see us coming to the point where either the Republican Party will have to to have to accept Trump and Cruz and people like them as the new face of the party and move forward with that and have the more traditional Republicans leave or the opposite way, where um, you know, the, the party politics is such that they, they really want to try and keep it to uh, the more traditional Republican stuff, and then you have the Tea Partiers and neocons breaking away from the main Republican Party and going their own way with it. I just, I just don't see really how the Republican Party can fundamentally survive after all of this. Uh, Brad? 
Well, uh, you know, I agree with you, Zachary. Uh, first of all, if the, if we were really truthful about all this, the Republican Party would have changed its name to the Tea Party, uh, you know, three or four years ago. Because mm-hmm. it, the Republican Party you're talking about that we used to know is dead. It's yeah. the Tea Party now. They just haven't changed the signs on the front door. Uh, And, uh, you know, secondly, I think the Republicans are in grave danger of marginalizing themselves uh, Mm -hmm. because the reality is America has changed. Uh, A large majority of Americans favor gay marriage. A large majority of Americans uh, oppose uh, banning uh, uh, Muslims from entering the country. Uh, Now, but if you look just at the Republicans, you have to, you, a lot of Republicans favor this stuff. I mean, they want to ban Muslims. Uh, they are against gay marriage. But most Americans aren't. And if the GOP keeps, or the Tea Party, which I think is more accurately, keeps going in this direction, they're going to get, lose a lot of elections in the next decade or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it, Zachary. Let's keep going. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. In California, where I am, line three is Manny. Manny, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hi. How you doing, Manny? Uh, welcome. Question or comment for Brad and I? Yeah, I just want to make a comment regarding um, that this uh, racism or prejudice is a minority. But I think the problem we have is the leadership, you know, regarding the minorities, they're so loud and when we respond, like MSNBC, we're so casual. Well, I mean, we need to be loud and direct and call them out on it. Well, yeah, I agree with you. And the reason I agree with you is because, you know, the... But wait, the wait, 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 Brad, 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 wait. There, when you say call them out, his numbers go up when people call them out. Because he just well, he just attacks back, and people get off on that as if this was a reality show, which makes a mockery, in my opinion, of the political process. But we can't keep a still face. I mean, I saw last night. I mean, they're just like let them keep going and going. I mean, just call them on their lives. Well. Uh... I think, minority, I think you know minority group members have to be very vocal because the reason why is because the small core of Americans who are still racist and are stuck in back in the 19th century are very loud and very vocal. All right, and well, we got to leave it there, guys. Ever- Brad, thank you as always. Brad Bannon, my co-host every Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, buddy. Manny and all the other callers, thank you for calling this hour and every hour. We are with you live Monday through Friday. 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Check out Monday my blog for the uh, Huffington Post. Um, Also, you can uh, check out online podcast of my show free on Spreaker. And you can check on iHeartRadio, the Sean Hannity radio show, which I was on earlier. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Everybody have a wonderful, safe and happy weekend. Don't use that credit card too much, folks, right? Have a good one. And thank you to Andrew and to Steve who sat in for Marky Mark today. Have a good one, everybody.